Welcome to the first HU Pirate Ship Podcast. You can find us online at www.hupirateship.com where we talk about the pirates and nothing but the pirates. It's free to join and anyone can join. Once we find out that you are a true pirate, you can join our verified pirate groups where we talk about inside information, upcoming news, rumors, all types of other cool information about the pirates that you just don't find out in the streets. So again, you can find us at www.hupirateship.com. I am your host, Tariq Wilson, a.k.a. Big Reek, from the HU Pirateship message board. And I'm a 2000 HU alum. Uh, we've been running the HU Pirateship message board since uh, 2012 in different flavors. And uh, we've been around and talking about the pirates uh, for going on three years now. So sign up and join and become part of the conversation. So the podcast is something that we're going to start uh, this year, um, beginning with uh, the first game uh, Hampton played against Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky State Thoroughbreds. Uh, so we're going to review each game and talk about the MEAC a little bit and talk about what's coming up next for the Pirates. So we're going to start out this year with the uh, game against Kentucky State. And basically for each game, we're going to talk about the good and the ugly. And I guess as time goes and we get more nuance and we get more information and we just learn more about the team, we'll slice that up a little bit and talk about the great, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all in between. But right now, we'll keep it simple. So we'll start out with the good from the game against Kentucky State. So the good, we won. Hampton won 35-20. to 20. It wasn't pretty at all times. The first half was pretty encouraging, but the second half, they seemed to let their guard down. But in the end, Hampton got the win. 1-0 on the season. End of the year. No one will remember this game. Uh, the second good uh, point of this game was uh, TJ Mixon. He had four touchdowns. It could have easily been five. He had seven catches for 135 yards. Four touchdowns were uh, for 15 yards, 23 yards, 25 yards, and 55 yards. And he had another one called back. I mean, the man was all over the field, couldn't be caught, stretched the field underneath routes, over-the-top routes. I mean, he displayed the uh, full repertoire. So, I mean, as the season gets on and as he and Watford, you know, begin to understand each other, I imagine that combination is going to be even more uh, potent and uh, brutal for the opponent. So, even though it's hard to beat four touchdowns, it's pretty impressive uh, first game. Uh, third good point, the passing offense. I mean, this is what Maynard does. He specializes in, you know, organizing passing offenses and, um, you know, allowing them to be uh, pretty dominant on the field. And we saw hints of that last year, even though we had some inexperienced quarterbacks. We have David Watford, and you see what the offense is capable of right out the gate. So Watford, of course, everyone knows, the transfer in UVA. Um, the man is uh, very talented, and uh, he knows how to play the position, and you can see that this game. Uh, he completed uh, 22 of 37 passes for 335 yards. He had five touchdowns, three interceptions. That'll be cleaned up, I'm sure, and uh, zero sacks. Um, so the passing game was uh, pretty, uh, you know, uh, ran pretty well. Uh, and that's pretty uh, cool to see because we're not used to seeing our offenses, and particularly MEAC offense, passing offenses run that smoothly early on. So that's very encouraging to see. Uh, we also had nine people catch passes. Um, we won't go down that list, but we had nine guys catch passes on the night. 
Second on the list in catches was Rashawn Proctor, who had five catches for 77 yards. So that was also very encouraging. Uh, another good point from the game was uh, Miles Grooms. I mean, we're expecting big things from him. I mean, he's pretty dominant. He's shown that over his career. And uh, this first game was no different. Uh, he produced a lot of pressure uh, all night, especially in the first half. I, get, I think everyone kind of got tired and I'm not sure what happened in that locker room, but uh, I think they had something, something to eat, something to slow them down because everyone slowed down a little bit in the second half. But the first half, the man was a terror. Second half, he still was uh, his, his normal self. So um, he had a two tackle for loss and uh, 1.5 sacks. So, uh, again, it's good that we won, and those are some of the superlatives that I think uh, that are good to point out about the game. Uh, the bad, it's plenty bad, even in a 15-point win. Um, sitting in the stands, I think everyone, including the Kentucky State fans, were a little bit shocked that the game was as competitive as it was in the second half. So um, my bad uh, for Hampton in this game was uh, just a rush offense. I mean, I think at the end of the day, they did average four yards per carry. Uh, the running backs had 24 carries for 97 yards, but, I mean, it was a struggle. It seemed like each yard was a struggle. No breakaway no uh, breakaway runs. Um, you know, some break some tackles in the second half. There just wasn't a lot of space. So hoping that, the you know, linemen can get there, you know, uh, and everyone can get in better sync as the season continues to progress. Um, but, uh, yeah, the wrestling offense needs some work. Um, let's see, we can talk about the rush defense next. So, you know, I think the same, the same can be said for Kentucky state. Um, you know, they didn't have a lot of huge breakaway runs, a lot of scrambles, a lot of improvision. Um, but at the end of the day, they had 20, 42 carries for 175 yards. Uh, that's a four yards per carry average, which is, you know, pretty good for a defense, but you can tell as some of the reserves came in, they Kentucky State had more depth, I mean, more success running the ball. So, I mean, we understand that uh, we need some quality depth out there because the guys tend to wear down, wear down last year. So trying to spell guys, get some breathers. But when we saw that, Kentucky State did have some success against the Pirates. So need to clean that up a little bit as far as, you know, second teams and rotations. Penalties. Uh, let's see. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that can be cleaned up. Many of those things were just mental errors. Uh, 11 penalties for 91 yards. Not good. Many false starts. Some other just things that didn't seem to be uh, seem to be lacking focus at times. So, I mean, I'm sure coach is going to clean that up. I hope coach is going to clean that up. Just can't have that as the season progresses. Uh, we had three turnovers. Uh, all those came... Uh, from the arm of David Watford, I'm sure some communication things looks like a drop on one of them. Got to improve that. Uh, another bad, and this is somewhat disturbing, is the fact that uh, Kate, uh, Kentucky State came back in the second half. I mean, I think it was a 21-3 lead at the half. Um, it should have been double that by the end of the game, uh, just by you know what we saw as far as different types of players and what everyone else had to had to offer. So we're expecting a little bit more from the Pirates. And, um, you know, the fact that this game was competitive at the end was a little bit disturbing. Um, the bad injuries to uh, Eric Carter dislocated his kneecap. It looked a lot worse from that. It looked a lot worse than that uh, sitting in the stands. But uh, in theory, you know, you can come back from the injury relatively soon. Uh, three to four weeks is what they're saying. So we'll have to see how that 
how he uh, comes back from that injury. And also, uh, number 29, Brendan Cole, looked like he went down two in the second half, and we didn't see him back out there, which is uh, a little bit worrisome because, uh, you know, he seems to uh, play pretty well, and he got a lot of experience last year. So we need all hands on deck out there. The other bad, uh, final bad on the list was uh, just the uh, punt team. Uh, lots of pressure, fake punt. Uh, just didn't look like a pretty cohesive unit out there. So that's one of the fundamentals of the game, something you just expect to work and not to have as many troubles as they had. So we hope we can get those things uh, cleaned up uh, going forward. So those are my good and bad. It's week one. Uh, new team, lots of new players. I think the team did relatively well, um, but uh, we're expecting a little bit more uh, against Kentucky State. Next week against Richmond, make a lot of improvements. Going to have to make a lot of improvements because they're just a strong CAA team, so we know what they bring to the table. Next, we're just going to run through some of the MEAC scores uh, from this week. So there was really one other close game. Everything was... Um, blowouts. I mean, I think the Hampton-Kentucky State game may have been one of the most competitive games of the whole conference, which is disturbing. But uh, again, just week one. So Delaware State lost to Liberty 13-32. to Florida A&M lost to South Florida 3-51. to Bethune-Cookman shut out against Miami. No shocker there. Colorado State beat Savannah State 65-13. Appalachian State beat Howard 49 to nothing. That's disturbing. Lots of talk about, you know, players missing and all kinds of morale issues and things cropping up early for Howard. I guess it's not good times in D.C. as they start this uh, new school year. Let's see. We got Air Force. They beat Morgan State 63 to 7. No shocker there. Rutgers beat Norfolk State. 63 to 13. Anyone watching this game? And I caught the first half. Norfolk State was pretty competitive. So, uh, Coach Scott, you know, has those guys, you know, looking a lot better, at least offensively, than they have in the past. Once uh, Rutgers got there, some of their starters back in the second half, it got ugly quick. But uh, we saw some cool things from Norfolk State in the first half. And South Carolina State beat Arkansas Pine Bluff 35 to 7. It looked like South Carolina State typically does. They're going to beat you up. They're going to try to pass the ball, and they had some success. So if they can get that passing game going, it's going to be trouble. So next week, Hampton takes on the Richmond Spiders at Armstrong Stadium. I think they kept saying during the game, time changed to 12 p.m. So last week, Richmond lost to Maryland 50-21. to No shame in that. It's predicted. Um, at times, it did seem to be competitive as well. Uh, this year, Richmond is predicted to finish fifth in the CAA. That's a pretty good finish in that conference. I mean, the fifth-place team in the CAA is usually pretty strong, so we're going to have our hands full with them. But I do think uh, with what we saw on offense, with the passing game, with some of the things we saw when we had our starters and our starters on defense in the game, we can uh, pull this one out if we just play a complete game, no penalties, no turnovers play some ball control, you know, don't let that Richmond game, uh, running game get running, get going either. If we just hold on to the ball and score some points, I think we can pull this one out. Uh, Richmond is a, you know, tough team. CAA, they're big. They're going to be physical, going to be smart, um, you know, pretty good teams. Uh, they have three guys predicted to finish first team all-conference, and uh, we're 0-2 all-time against Richmond. What Last year we had a 
uh, big loss to them last year. So we're going to try and get back on the right side of that uh, on a ledger, at least as far as these two years are concerned. So should be a good game, a good test to see how the guys have improved. I'm sure the focus will be there. I think Wofford is going to give us a big chance to win that game at home on the fast turf at uh, Hampton. So that's our first podcast. I hope you like it. Hope you subscribe to us on uh, SoundCloud and we'll expand to other platforms in the future. But again, check us out at www.hupirateship.com. Sign up and join the discussion. We need as many pirates as possible and we'll start getting some of the regulars from the message board to join as the uh, as the weeks progress. Again, I'm Tariq Wilson, the host of the HU Pirate Ship Podcast, and thanks for checking us out, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.